0: Hello legends. Welcome to today's show. Catching up with Cub, as always, is brought to you by Cub, the Club of United Business, Australia's number one members club, connecting our country's top entrepreneurs and business leaders. And today we're connecting you to the youngest of all the team members at Cub, the next generation of Cubites, Tara Sassine and Patrick Hogan. I have a brilliant Conversation with Tara and Pat to talk about how, as a company and as a business owner, we can create an environment for employees that helps them grow as a person and helps them progress through life. Pat and Tara used their lessons at Cub and beforehand as examples, and it was fantastic to hear really a young person's perspective on what makes a company attractive. It was a brilliant episode, so I hope you enjoy the show.
1: a little bit about six months ago I was listening to this uh in the gym on a treadmill and now I've got a full-time job here at Cub you're listening to the podcast at the gym yeah yeah genuinely (laughs) even before you joined the team yeah absolutely I was a big time catching up with Cub fanboys so it (laughs) it feels a bit (laughs) surreal to be here right now but yeah thanks for having us on are you nervous a little bit, but no. he's <laughs> yeah. having a conversation with me. And Tara,
0: welcome to the show. How are you?
2: Good. How are you? Thank you for having me, Dan.
0: I'm very good. Guys, why don't I introduce to the listeners what we're going to accomplish today because today is a bit of a special episode. we got uh, our two youngest team members, the next generation of Cubites, and um, uh, Patrick Hogan and, and Tara Sassine. And, and today we really want to have a conversation about, uh, to, to learn from you guys. And we want to learn, I want to learn, I'm sure our members and listeners want to learn how as uh, companies and as business owners, we can create the best environment to attract, nurture and progress young talent. Uh, And I think you guys have a, have a great um, insight into that and have lots to share. So that's really what we're going to focus on today. But before we jump into that, why don't actually Tara ladies first, why don't we start (laughs) with a bit of an introduction to you? And why don't you start with uh, where you're from and what, uh, what role you had before you came to CUB?
2: Okay. Um I grew up in Sydney, um, was born here and before Cub, I actually worked at a early years education service, um, mm-hmm. where I was for about five and a half years, did a lot of study with um with children and and so forth.
0: You were quite comfortable in that role yeah, from what yeah. I understand. And so what was it that gave you the uh, the oomph or the courage or whatever it was, motivation to change, to look for a completely new, although looking after business owners is not that different <laughs> than looking after children. <laughs> <laughs> I was saving up on that joke. I read really it. I thought about it when I was reading the prep sheet. <laughs> but but, um, but um, well, I guess what What was the reason that you were looking for a change?
2: Yeah, well, after school, I kind of jumped straight into that and I did my Cert 3 and smashed it out within a year. Then I went on to do my diploma. um,
0: Cert 3 and what's that?
2: uh, In early education and care services. Um, Yeah, and then I went on to do my diploma and throughout that time I was assisting uh, the different rooms and and the different stages of children and then I moved up into a preschool teacher room. So I I was a a preschool um, room leader and I kind of did that for a little – under a year and a half and then Mm -hmm. we had a lot of um children who started coming in with adhd autism and so forth and i had never dealt with that i was kind of like oh how do i manage this Mm -hmm. um so then i took up a diploma of early you know uh, child Child psychology, psychology um and smashed it out within a month i just used to come home every day after work and just really focus on that um and then after kind of a year and a half to two years being a room leader, um, developing curriculums and stuff like that, I kind of looked at myself and was like, okay, where am I going? I, I'm i comfortable. I've been here for five and a half years. I don't know, you know, what I want to do, where I want to go, but I know that I want to grow. I was too comfortable. I wasn't growing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't learning anymore. I had learned everything that I did, needed to learn at that time. Um, How old were you? I was 19, 20. So it's a
0: very mature thought When I kind of 19, Yeah, when 20. I kind
2: of started thinking that and I was – probably 21 where I, where I acted on it. So I kind of just, one day I remember I woke up, walked into my parents. I was like, I'm done. And they were like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm, I'm done. Like I, I'm, I want something different. And they were like, okay. I quit this family. <laughs> they're <laughs> like, <I'm out. laughs> hold on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, no. So I'm like, I'm going to walk into work today and I'm going to leave. And they're like, are you, are you sure this is what you want to do? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, okay, no worries. You know, if that's what you want to do, then go ahead and do it. So I, wow. I did. I walked into work that morning. I was really close with my director and I I walked in, had a very mature conversation with her and said, look, it's nothing on you guys. I just need something different. I need to learn. I need to grow. Um, So here's my two weeks. Wow. And then they were very supportive. They were very happy and they were like, okay, no worries. And I kind of walked out, walked home that afternoon and I was like, oh, shit, I don't have a job. (laughs) (laughs) In two weeks, I don't have a job. (laughs) What am I going to do? And then I guess I saw the opportunity at Cub come up And I looked at it and I had no idea, you know, had no idea about business, didn't have a business background, anything like that. But I kind of done some research, looked up you guys and I was like, this is probably one of the best places to be able to grow and kind of figure out who I want to be, where I want to go and what I want to do um, So yeah, I kind of reached out to you guys and and had the interview with Alice. Who and was,
0: so, did you apply? Was it on LinkedIn or where was the? I don't know where the ad was. So it was
2: actually on Instagram. We saw a, oh. a post, and I, I um, kind of DM'd you. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, me was personally. Like, yeah, and I was like, I, I didn't even know who you were to be honest. <laughs> and I was kind of like, Hey Dan, look, I'm interested in this role. Um, How don't I remember this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you scroll back in, you'll probably find it. And I think you were just like, Yeah, no worries. Reach out to Alice. And I was like. Oh, did I just apply for a job through Instagram? That was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. But it shows how modern you guys were. I guess you can say. But yeah, young talent. Just yeah, hit so.
0: the CEO up on Instagram. Yo, give me a job. <laughs> and that's where T Pain was hey, born.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's where I was born. Um, but yeah, I kind of came in for the the first interview, and I walked out of that interview. I was with Alice and. I was like, this is exactly where I need to be. Like, you know, Alice is – she made me feel comfortable. I didn't feel nervous. I just had a conversation with her and I kind of told her, look, I have no experience in this, but if you guys teach me, um, I'll, I'll learn and I'll grow with you guys. Mm. And I guess – yeah, I walked out and I was like, oh, I'm not getting this job. I just thought I knew nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you were honest.
2: Yeah, and then, um, yeah, I got called back into for a second interview with Anthony and Alice and from there I guess the rest is history. I'm, I'm here now and absolutely loving it.
0: Well, I think that what you just said is a really important kind of quote is that, that you told Alice, look, I don't know <laughs> anything about this, <laughs> but much. I promise you I will learn. Yeah. And and, I'll, and and if you – um. It, or as a team, if everyone was to say, you know, two of Tara's top kind of, um, uh, to, uh, to strengths, work ethic, cons- or three, let's say three work ethic, great with members and constant development and improvement. So she held true to exactly what she said to Alice. and Luckily, Alice has very good, um, intuition <laughs> and, and knew you were, uh, the one for the role. And, and, um, and when was the first time you met me?
2: It was actually in my second interview. I remember. I think, oh, I met you in the second interview. No, so you. Do I of, not remember <laughs> you at all? <laughs> do, do you know what I am, Dan? I was I didn't interview you
0: though. I didn't interview No, you
2: though. didn't interview me. I remember I was sitting with Anthony and, um, and Alice and I kind of looked over and you were walking and I was like, oh God, that's the big boss. That's. You know, that's Dan. That's his um, DMs, I see. Them too. <laughs> but that's the one I, yeah. Um, but yeah, so then you kind of looked over, and I think you had to hand um, papers to Alice, and and you're kind of like, Hi, I'm, I'm Daniel. Um, nice to meet you. And I was like, Oh, Tara, I wish you can if you remember that part. So <laughs> I <Yeah. laughs> don't remember that either. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and then. I think yeah. When I, when I started working, Incredible. I got to know you on a more personal and, and so what's your why don't
0: you, what's your what's your role now at Cub? Kind of what what's your purpose within our team?
2: Yeah, so essentially, I came in as the receptionist, front desk, and so forth, um, and then obviously everything started to change with COVID. So I took up the community host role, which is something we kind of all developed um, through COVID, and yeah, I guess I'm still. At the front desk and everything. but my role within the clubhouse is to just build relationships with every member, every client, every meeting that comes through and anyone potential, um and just, yeah, continue to maintain that and make them feel comfortable and and make them feel you know invited into a, a welcoming um clubhouse.
0: You actually wrote. When I read it, I, I thought we should get everyone to write their own job description because this is what you wrote. Uh, my role within Cub is to ensure everyone entering the clubhouse feels like they're walking into their business, family, and home, creating a trusting and inviting environment that people feel comfortable meeting other people in. That's exactly <laughs> that what – ta- mean- Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I was really proud when I read yeah. that. That's exactly what that role is. Yeah. Um, that's brilliant. Thank you. That was a perfect introduction, Tara. And Paddy um, – why don't we get into you? So I I did know Pat before yeah. joining the team. He was friends with my my little brother, um, and and that's kind of how we met. Although we didn't really like,
1: we just met at dinner a couple yeah, of times. Exactly, or yeah, exactly.
0: You just hijacked my dinner with my brother. <laughs> like
1: like all good things, um, business opportunities are discussed over a nice bottle of rosé. <laughs> yeah. So um, I remember Tom coming up to me and just saying, "Mate, you've got to you've got to get introduced to my brother. He would um I think you guys would get on really well." I thought to myself, oh, yeah, you know, don't leave any stone unturned, of course. Um, and so ended up just hijacking a dinner one night when I saw Tom and Daniel across the road at Cucinetta. So um, when discussed. Um, Shout out to Cucinetta <laughs> in yeah. one of the best Italian restaurants. Yeah, they're in the town. real ones and the real homies over there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, so ended up just having a really good conversation with Dan, I guess delved a little bit further into what he's doing over at Cub and, uh, that passion and you know belief in cub really translated and anytime I you know can really feel that passion come across I'm um, I just like go at it so it's something that really appealed to me and tell us so
0: tell us where you're from and a bit about your background and where you were before
1: and then where you were before. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm Sydney-born as well, but my family's from a little village called Wombat. It's about four and a half hours away from Sydney, so um, (laughs) I had the perfect mix of country and city kind of lifestyle. But, yeah, so prior to me starting at Cub, I had a very rich background in hospitality. So um, I started at a venue called Taylor's in Pitt Street, just in the CBD, and then – Just doing what? I guess I started as a floor kind of – you know, flory, they're mm-hmm. called in the industry. Yeah. Um, just like, you know. The, bo- the, the the start, the basics. Exactly cleaning right. Up, yeah, tables, that type of thing. Yeah, worked my way up and was a part of a really strong and rich team there that um, was really motivated and that was my first experience of being a part of a team that, you know, really worked cohesively together towards, you know, the main goal of just getting through the night, I guess. Um, but then so started at Taylor's, went to Ryan's Bar, which was – probably the most full-on role I've ever had, even though it was just a bartending role. had my first supervising shift at the age of 20 and then never looked back and then kind of just, you know, loved hospitality from then on. What is it that you love about hospitality? I love love people and I love, like, human connection. Like, I think there's real beauty in that, Um, you know, just connecting to people. Everyone's got their own story. Everyone's living a different day. And I think that's really evident when you get to work in hospitality. You just got to have that kind of – I remember hearing about a term, it's sonder, which means everyone lives a different line every day. And that's really beautiful to me. So I, I love that part of hospitality, not to get too metaphorical about it, but, you know, that's what I really loved. And and so from Ryan's Bar, and where did you go? Yeah, so I was working for the Ryan's family under Patrick. He was a, a great mentor as well. And um, they're a really successful uh, family and own some of the most iconic venues in Sydney too. Um, but then... One of my best mates, Charlie Laundie, he presented me with an opportunity to come and work at the Woolwich Pier Hotel. Um, and I guess it Which was the just, Laundie family owned. Exactly right. Yeah. So that's under Arthur Laundie and uh, family as well. So I uh, started there and it was just a bit more manageable with uni as well. And from there, ended up working my way up to being a general manager at one of their hotels. Um, and that was the Red Lion Hotel in Roselle. And so the 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 one we stole you from, <laughs> the yeah. one in Roselle,
0: <laughs> yeah. you were actually- you were very young there. How old were you? I was 21 at the time. It well, wasn't that long ago. It was about six months. Ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah You're 21, but you were you're were managing
1: the hotel. You're yeah. ha- assisting in the management of the place. Exactly right. So I was the I was the GM. So the assistant manager, and then I had a licensee above me, uh, Shannon. Who she's a, she's a great girl. She was um she's been in the industry for a long time and taught me a lot. But it was a really informative experience in that. It wasn't the most busy venue that I've ever been a part of, but it was one that needed the most polishing, um, and a lot of work went into that. And obviously, with the help of the Laundy family and also Shannon as well, we ended up, you know, having a very profitable kind of last six months. And
0: well, that's a big responsibility to be put in to put in place, um, you know, GM of a of a of a hotel at, at the age of twenty one. Obviously, you had a lot of mentorship with it too before Cub. Mm-hmm. Have you had any uh, mentors that have really made a big impact?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, obviously there's a lot of consistency between hospitality and cub as well in that the importance of, you know, just man-on-man kind of or like, you know, human-to-human kind of um, mentorship is really quite pivotal in your role. Um, And I was really lucky in that I got to be exposed to a number of really incredible mentors such as Arthur Laundy, Patrick Ryan, Peter Ryan, um, you know, Shane Richardson, Danielle Richardson, who all held, you know, a lot of esteem in the hospitality industry as well, not just on a national level, like they're incredible business people as well. So, I mean, I'm a massive fan, as you know, of,
0: of Mr. Laundie and, and, and both Mr. and Mr. Ryan. But when you tell us, uh, Arthur, Arthur Laundy, what, what's, something you learned from him. That's a key lesson that would be great to share with us. And and for the listeners who who don't know Arthur Laundy is the founder and owner of the Laundy Group which owns is one of the I guess one of the largest hotel owners in hotel and pub owners in the in the country. Absolutely. And uh, one probably one of Australia's greatest uh, self-made entrepreneurs yeah. and and Patty you had a, a great opportunity to to learn from him and, and family. And I guess what's a, what's a lesson you could you could share? What's something that he does that you think is one of the keys to his success? I don't know. It's, it's certainly honestly. very
1: hard to knuckle the lessons that he imparted on me into, you know, just one kind of cliche quote or, you know, one lesson. But, you know, I suppose getting to rub shoulders with him for, you know, I guess just over three years was really, really incredible. And I think something that translated as well, the same lessons that you've given me at Cub is trust having trust within your role and ownership as well um, is definitely just one of the best lessons that I got from him because once you kind of employ that trust and that self-belief, then, you know, there's nothing in your way. There's no obstacles. Really? And I think that's certainly, you know, one of the lessons that he gave me. It really stands out. And you
0: mentioned Ryan's bar had a great culture and and, uh, working together, the team. Yeah. So this obviously all, all culture, I believe, always starts from the top. So it comes from, Patrick, Ryan and family, Yeah, what what did they do, do you believe, that created such a positive culture in, in those companies?
1: I suppose they had a real emphasis on, you know, kind of matching the vibe of what they were trying to output um, in terms of a product, also in terms of, you know, an employment culture as well. So you'd come to work excited, like you'd be picking up glasses, dancing around the floor <laughs> and stuff yeah. and it was just like they were okay with that. As long as you got the job done – like that they wanted you right. to have fun. Exactly, you're right. at a fun venue. We want the people to have fun. The, the exactly yeah, patrons patrons to yeah. have fun.
0: Yeah, And you should have fun too. That's cool. I, I I like that. Yeah. Well, see, that's pretty cool because oh, sorry, and, and talk about your roll now. So, what are you doing a cup <laughs> now? I was going um, to say something else. But you do so,
1: that. so Cali likes to take pokes at me. I guess that I'm in head office, but which I am. Um, <laughs> I have. I like to say I'm the head. And just of clarify, a, Calvin. <laughs> Calvin Calvin is uh, one of our directors here in Sydney, Calvin yeah. Chilchik. Dear friend of ours, dear friends of the podcast. <laughs>
0: Scumbag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: um, but yes, yeah, so I work in membership recruitment. So um, I'm primarily working on developing and maintaining uh, the incredible community of leaders and entrepreneurs that we've have, we have in our club. So it's an incredibly diverse role. I get to you know, work with some incredible people as well and I'm absolutely loving it. It's, what, been, it's been really good. What do you enjoy about it most? Well, not only every day do I get to you know work with some of the most exciting you know entrepreneurs and business owners in all of Australia um, and be privy to you know some of the things that they've got going on in their lives, but I'm also part of a very you know divisive and hardworking team um, and that's honestly what I love the most about it. Awesome, yeah,
0: I love that well, it's really cool because our two I guess youngest team members. Tara came from came from, had nothing to do with anything we do. That being said, no one really has anything to do with anything we do. None of our team had anything to do with anything. Tara is from childcare. You're from hospitality. Yeah. Anthony was from property. Calvin was from toys. Yeah. <laughs> like we just, Alice was from cleaning. We're all we're all, we're all from all over yeah. the shop. Somehow it, somehow it fits together. It does. It's a perfect recipe. And I guess what I want to. Uh, ask you both and maybe Tara you go first is what do we do as a company or within a team or or, or myself what do we do that creates an environment that helps you grow that an environment that you like but but also that is is assisting you in in growing as a person because, I mean, we always joke about, um, about Tara's growth from when she started to where she is now. We call her T-Pain now. That's her new name because she's just evolved into a, a, a different beast. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, a different beast. But um, I guess what is it that we do that allowed for that? Why, how do you think being a cub has impacted you?
2: Coming in from where I was to where I am now. Obviously, everybody can see a change. You know, my confidence, uh, just my ownership, absolutely everything, and I guess just the overall support that the team has provided.
0: You report directly to Alice, yes?
2: Yes, that's correct.
0: What has Alice been a great manager, and if so, a great leader? And if yeah. so, what are the, what is it that she does that 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 helps you grow yeah. as a person? Because I would argue that she. I mean, the whole team supports, but Alice has definitely been a mentor for I guess
2: it's the reassurance that is provided each and every day that I come in um, and just the support, you know, if you make a mistake, I was taught that you learn from that mistake. And I was never in that mindset before I came to CUB. It was like if I made a mistake, I stuffed up, oh, my goodness, I'm not going to come back from here. And then with the support from the team and Alice, it was like, no, take a step back, take a breath. This is a learning curve. This is... This is where you need to see the opportunity to learn and to grow from there. And I guess that's helped me a lot. So I, you know, can walk up to Alice and be like, fuck, Alice, I fucked up. Mm. she like, okay, stop. What did you do? Or, you know, even to yourself or anyone from the team. And it's just like the support behind you. It's like, okay, where can we go from here? These, this is where we can go. This is what you've learned. Now don't do it again. Like, mm. you know, if you do it again, then you're not learning pretty much. And it's just the overall culture and attitude, you know, 7am I'm getting messages from Anthony in the group chat. Let's do this. Let's go. Come on team. Um, And when you wake up to such an inviting, you know, inviting environment and it's very energetic and it's enthusiastic, it's like you want to go. If, you know, if you're in a toxic environment, then that's going to reflect on you. You're gonna you're gonna start taking that in, and you're not gonna to want to go to work, or mm. you know. But the fact that when we walk in, there's music pumping, everyone's all good to go. You know, the team's ready. If somebody's having a bad day, you know, they the team turns it around. They're like, "Let's do this. You've got this," and they they kind of lift you up. Ages ago, I just didn't believe in myself. I was like, "No, can't do this." And now it's like, you know, even before this, I was speaking to uh, to Laura, and I was like what am I going to say? And Laura's like, you've got this, you know, I, you know, I believe in you. This is exactly what you can bring to the table. And it's just having, you know, being surrounded by people like Laura, Dan, Alice, you know, the whole entire team, it brings your confidence up. And I guess that's where I'm learning with you guys. That's where I'm, you know, growing because you, you know, the culture of the team is pretty much reflecting on me, I guess you can say. That's Um, fantastic. Yeah. But it's also the members, like the members are teaching me each and every day. I'm learning of them and it's not just the team, it's the actual environment and the culture within the club that is, you know, helping me progress, I guess you can say.
0: Incredible. I'm so happy. I'm so proud (laughs) that you said that. You really (laughs) did absorb a lot of, a lot of incredible lessons. And and the main one I was so happy um, that you said was that you're not scared of making a mistake and that you feel comfortable enough to tell somebody and you know that a mistake's a good thing and that it's a lesson to be learned. It means you're getting better. you got, you got to, you you've, you found a way to get better, to improve. And that's incredible, Tara. I'm really happy you said that. And how would you describe, just because that's obviously how you're feeling now and that's that's a great representation of how you're feeling now. But why don't you describe your first like week or month or, or whatever it it was. What was your experience? Because I I, I don't know what we were like, Back then, I don't know what the experience was. What was your experience in coming into the team? Uh, Was it a positive one? Were you nervous? You know, what was it like in that first month?
2: Oh, God. I remember on my first day, I was like, I was scared. I was looking at these incredible people surrounded by me. I'm like, how am I going to live up to them? And when I walked in, it's kind of like everything just left my body and I was fine. I felt welcomed. I felt like I was a part of a family from day one. And those nerves kind of. Faded away, and obviously there was a few days here and there where I was kind of like, oh, you know, I'm still nervous here, you know. <laughs> um, but the team kind of pushed those nerves down and faded them away each and every day. And, and how
0: did you feel they did that? It's really important because yeah. for people, um, like for the members and listeners listening, yeah, um, they they you know, they'll think, well, geez, when I bring not even just young people, when I bring mm-hmm. people on, yeah, what what is what? How do we make them feel special yeah. straight away?
2: I guess it's. Um, Making Yeah. Making someone feel included. So, you know, you can start at a workplace and there may be, you know, a team that's been there for a while or, or they, you know, everyone has a really strong bond. Mm. But if you walk into that environment and they still have their little clique, you're not going to feel included. If I walked in, you know, to Cub and we had Calvin, Anthony, everyone kind of sitting in a corner and I wasn't involved in a conversation or I wasn't, you know, I, I would feel within myself like am I included in this, you know, in this team? Yeah,
0: You wouldn't feel in the team. I wouldn't feel yeah. in
2: the team. That's a thing. But from day one when I walked in, I remember walking over to the glass table and the whole team was sitting there and everyone's like, come on, Tara, come on, jump on in. We're going to have a meeting, you know. And I kind of take, took a seat and everyone started conversating with me and it, was, it felt like I was... A part of the team there and then that's a I huge felt lesson. included.
0: That's a huge lesson. So I
2: guess that's how the team made me feel and my experience coming into Cub and the team inviting and comforting.
0: So what I'm taking is as a business owner, yeah. Include make the new team feel included. Make sure the existing team are welcoming them in, bringing them into conversations, conversing doing that type, making them feel invited. Yeah, you don't you
2: don't want a toxic environment. You don't want a few people not wanting somebody involved in a team. You just want you know for a newbie to come in and feel welcomed because if they feel welcomed and comfortable, then they're going to want to try. They're Mm. going to want to succeed in your business. They're going to want to push. Mm. But if I walk in, I'm not feeling included. I'm going to go hide in a little corner. I'm not going to work to the best that I can. So you're kind of opening up, you know, the comfort and that, I mean, that's my takeaway from that. Oh,
0: 100%. And then in terms of your growth, what you said was obviously being surrounded by ins- an inspiring, hardworking team, yeah. but that that's motivating and it has a good energy. But but more importantly, an, a, a team that believes in you and trusts you to do it, but but also gives you the freedom to make mistakes. Yeah say those mistakes, learn yeah. from them and, and continue improving. Yeah. And that's – so really you've had a great experience. <laughs>
2: yeah. You never want to be knocked down for a mistake. That's yeah, the worst thing. I've, I've I've experienced it before where I haven't made you – know, I'm, I'm, you know, made the wrong decision in that moment because I haven't been taught, but I've made the wrong decision. And for somebody to come in and say, okay, this is what you can learn from it, this is where you can go, this is what you can do, I'm now learning. But if, you know, somebody comes in and says, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? You know, and kind of just picks at it, you're not going to learn. Yeah. So you need that. You need that push. You need. I
1: think um, just to speak on something that Ant said actually in one of his previous podcast appearances, it was Anthony Mullane, our co founder. Another friend of of the show. Yeah. Um, He said. Another friend of the show. Um, I've been dreaming of saying that for a long time. No, he said something about, I forget who he quoted, but he said, tough on issues, soft on people. And I think that's something that's really instilled in our team as well. Yeah. Like, you know, you're just having a conversation with another person. It's, you know, like everyone's trying their best and everyone's unified in the same effort to try and get the job done. And I think to really hone in on what Tara's saying is that that uniform of support is really there across the board in our team. And, um, yeah, it's really, really inviting. Well, so because Tara joined around
0: two years ago, around thereabouts. Patty, you're more recent.
1: Yeah. How was your experience in coming in? Um, yeah, like like Tyra as well, my, you know, entrance into the Cub team was, it just felt really natural and organic. Um, I didn't have any issues at all. Like, And I know we say that we're a business family. Like we literally are a family. Times of adversity um, that you go through that you really start to realize that. And even, you know, day-to-day life, it's really important that you're surrounding yourself with the a bunch of people that really feel like a community. Mm -hmm. And I feel like how we run our team is reflective of the service that we we provide as well. You know, we have a business family in our team and we provide that to our members as well.
0: Yes. similar to
1: what you're saying with the Ryan's bar situation. Exactly right. So what you expect for your clients should be what you expect for your team. Exactly. And how can we not provide the best place in Australia for, you know, people to meet and, you know, grow organic relationships if we don't start that with ourselves? Yeah, well, 100%. And, well, and we definitely do do that.
0: That's amazing. And what do you think, in your opinion, companies should um, should be doing in order to attract uh, young talent? You know, Because young talent is my favourite talent because they've got lots of time, they love to work, they love to be involved, they love to learn. And and like Tara said, uh, who cares about mistakes? Mistakes mean someone's getting better. So long as they have the mi- right mind frame. Yeah. You know, losers don't learn from their mistakes, and they blame yeah. other people for, for for bad things. That's why one of our principles is ownership. We now that's my mistake. Even if it wasn't your mistake, <laughs> you should still say, "Yeah, that's my yeah. mistake." I'll, I'll, I can think of a way to have prevented that. Absolutely. Um, what, what do you think? So I mean, Instagram obviously worked for Tara. <laughs> I think that's pretty, Not uh, pretty good. But as a as a business. <laughs> How can we look – not ask them for the thousands of people listening. What can they do to look more attractive or to be more appealing to young talent? I guess in my experience
1: I can only speak to that. Whether it be in the marketing or even in the interview process, like what you say. Yeah, perfect. Well, I think in terms – to touch on both of those things, I think projecting a youthful and, you know, very um, progressive image as well is really important. I mean in terms of – you know, a youthful company that's not stagnant um, in their business. Um, you know, they want to progress and they want to get to the highest level that they can. So a company that has big ambitions is appealing to a young Exactly, person. ambitious, yeah. We need that energy. Um, and Cub's got that, you know, just breathes, lives and breathes hustle. And, like, I love that. And that. That was something that really appealed to me when I um, first decided to kind of engage in this journey of, you know, getting involved with Cub and I suppose, in terms of from an employment's um, you know perspective, I guess creating an environment where you know there's a joint kind of venture or you know belief in the same goal. Um, and I know that's quite general, but once you achieve that kind of level of inclusiveness and teamwork, you kind of realize what you're talking about. Then, well, just to, to go more
0: into that, so belief in the same goal. What would you say? Because I actually feel like. From my perspective, uh, I'm often bad at having that that one goal that we're working towards. But I'm curious, from your perspective, what would you say the one thing that we're trying to
1: achieve is as a team? What's everyone working towards? I guess it is hard to define, like you said, just one goal, especially in such a fast paced, you know, changing environment, um, a business such as ours. Um, but I guess to maintain our principles, um, shout out to Ray Dalio, um, <laughs> belief, ownership and support. I think that once maintaining those goals from day to day, we all strive to maintain those three principles, then ultimately we're going to achieve our goals. That's interesting. So you're saying that, and, and to the listeners, belief, ownership and support are our
0: team principles That that's kind of what um, guides uh, how we work and how we act as a team and as a company especially as a team also. And so you're saying that as a team, our focus is very much on the goal of being the best team in terms of working within these principles
1: and that that the outcome of that is that we produce great work. Absolutely. And I think we we honestly have a real day-to-day approach um, in terms – obviously there's long-term goals and there's some really lucrative things in the works that ultimately are going to get attained – purely because we have a really strong day-to-day belief in ourselves. And once you hold yourself to that high standard um, in that we're employing belief, ownership and support in all our roles across the board, you can't go wrong. Mm. So, yeah, Mm. I I thoroughly believe that. And and obviously we celebrate these principles every week in our culture
0: meeting, which I'm sure most of the listeners have heard before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we do always have our eye uh, on that. That's really – that's a really good um, uh, insight. And – what about um, progression? You know, as a young person, you come in, you typically start at the in the junior levels, uh, and you look to to move forwards. Do you guys, obviously, Tary, you just got a promotion, which we haven't mentioned. How do you guys, as a, a young team member, do you have a sp- a clear view of where you want to go, exactly what you want it to be, or is it just that you ha- or, or is that just that you enjoy that you know that you can progress? in whichever way you like? Like, What's that balance for you, Tara?
2: So, yeah, I guess the room for growth is attractive. As soon as somebody who's willing to learn and grow sees that there's room for growth, they'll jump onto it straight away. And I guess that's what happened with Cub and myself. I saw that there was room for growth.
0: With yourself or with the the company was growing, what type of growth?
2: Uh, The company, just, you know, I came in and Alice was like, there's room for growth, this is where you can go, this is what you can do. And as soon as there's room for growth, that's attractive to any person that wants to grow. Mm -hmm. Knowing that regardless if you have a vision, a clear vision, or if you just want to learn and grow, then that's beneficial for an individual I guess you can say. So
1: long as the opportunity is there to do so I guess. Yeah, I can certainly speak to that in terms of what Tara is saying about the emphasis on progression in our roles. Um, And T's an absolute, you know, like a, a, an incredible example of um, what that end product can be starting from an, her original role and then gaining a huge promotion and um, that just speaks to the development uh, you can have here at Cub. But I think I was really aware of the fact that I didn't want to fall into a trap of working for a big corporate company where I was just another cog in the wheel and coming to Cub and having the initial conversations with um, yourself, Dan, and also Laura – hearing about her progression in the company was something that was really inviting to me and i think having that security for the security and the state the peace of mind to know that you can grow within a company is incredible so so that's a good insight so uh,
0: for example in in interviews with uh, new team members particularly young team members having someone there that is an example of how they've grown within the company Absolutely. is a great is Definitely. a great thing yeah, yeah. 100%. I think that's Definitely. a really good idea. And let
1: me ask you a bit of a deep question. What motivates you? I don't know. It's I I've always been very very, you know, I guess conscious of the fact that I never want to be stagnant in any position. And I think growing as a person is something that I've always been very passionate about. But, you know, obviously it goes runs deeper than that. The sacrifices that like my parents have made along the way is something that motivates me every day. Um, going to one of the most incredible schools in Sydney, um, went to Joey's and obviously that carries a financial burden of its own. Um, but, you know, that sacrifice as, as well as just the time they put into my, my growth as well is something that drives me each and every day. I, I like to be better for them. I like to set an example for my younger brothers um, and also for my team as well. I love being a part of a high-performing team Um, and, you know, a team's only as good as its weakest link and I think that, you know, not to say – I just think across the board the strength of the team is something that's very important Um, and, you know, I think playing a passive role in that is something that drives me every day as well.
0: That's incredible.
1: And what about you, T? What motivates you?
2: I mean what motivates me most is probably being able to give back. Being able to give back to my family, to the community, to the people around me, to somebody who doesn't have as much as myself, to the, the business and the company. And I guess that's why I strive, you know, to to grow and learn every, every single day to get to where I want to be. And I don't know where I want to be. I mean, does anybody ever know until they, Not you know, <laughs> until they continue on growing and learning? Um, I mean... But, yeah, so I guess giving back, giving back to, you know, even with the company and, you know, my role, I turned around to Alice and I was like, I feel like I can give more. I feel like I can be more and, and grow more and learn more. So the fact that I want to give back to regardless of what it is is what motivates me most in life.
0: Yeah, it's just a really beautiful mindset. Awesome. And, and what, where do you see yourself?
1: Like what are your ambitions? in cub or out of cub? doesn't matter. Um, you know, as we touched on before, just that constant progression within my role. Um, and I guess, you know, ultimately just working on a broader goal within Cub as well, is just to keep growing our incredible community. It's it's just so incredible to watch week by week this amazing club of entrepreneurs and business owners grow and just, you know, a bipartisan effort to help one another. Um, it's something that, you know, really empowers me as well as become better. Um, but I guess outside of cub, um, which the listeners wouldn't know about, I don't think, but, um, (laughs) I run a little philanthropy kind of effort on the side of things called hoagie Eats, And, you know, um, I've always had a passion for cooking and I thought I could tie that in with, um, donating to some really nice charitable causes. So growing that over the next, near the near future will be something that I'm going to really hone in on as well. How does that work? What's that? Um, So I've been cooking for a while now, but I've been running lunches about 10 to 12 people each time and um, everyone will make a small donation of $60 and then um, the food costs. So end up looking at around $100 ahead for a lunch. Um, But so far we're three lunches in and um, thanks to the efforts of um, some incredible friends of mine and also just people that have been following my cooking page uh hoagie.eats on instagram and for the plug um <laughs> um but yeah so we've raised some great money we should do a hoagie eats lunch every month at cup i know yeah we definitely we should we've got the kitchen we've got the, yeah, the members definitely. yeah and you could raise a lot more money than 600 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> but no it's been super fulfilling and um i'm absolutely been loving it so good on you yeah good on you and T, you've got a very good understanding of the members because you
0: know pretty much all of them. Yeah. In fact, you're probably the only person <laughs> in the team that knows every member because you see them all come in for their networking sessions yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, what what is it about the members that you think is special or at least the, the culture of the members that you think is special?
2: I guess every member that comes in has a similar mindset. They're all open. They're all willing to give and share their knowledge and I guess that's what makes the culture of the club. Mm-hmm. The fact that they are open, they are supportive, they're willing to give as much knowledge as they receive, even if they don't receive anything. They're still willing to give.
0: What about the new members that don't know the culture yet? What are they like when they first go to something? Like for example, the welcome evening last night.
2: Oh, they're mind blown. They walk in like, wow, what is this place? Really?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah it's they're like Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, and I guess they they fit in straight away because anybody who kind of comes into the the club has the same culture. We we bring in the same culture so that way it's a cultural fit. And when they do come in and they meet the you know the older members, it's like they had never not known each other. The longest standing yeah, members. Yeah, like it's it's absolutely amazing the the culture of the members, the new members, and the older members. They kind of
0: blend. Yeah, blend. It's, Super cool. It's great. And guys, just before we wrap up, Patty, do you read? Yeah, yeah. What's what's a what's a great book recommendation that you have?
1: Um, I think it's one that most entrepreneurs have read before, um, but upon thinking about it, it, it might seem cliche, but The Alchemist by Paolo Colo is one of the most incredible books I've ever read. It's um, a parable, um, and I just take something different from it every time. So it's definitely one worth reading. What's a parable? A parable is like a lesson that you receive from a book or, um, you know, a metaphorical lesson. And so what's The Alchemist about?
2: Um, I haven't read well, it.
1: that's the thing. Every time I read it, it's different. But it's about a guy that travels from Spain to uh, the pyramids and along his journey kind of runs into a, a bunch of roadblocks. But it's a battle between the greater good, you know, self-sacrifice or reaching your goals.
0: So it's a story. It's, it's, like, exactly it's a story right. That you can yeah. interpret in different That's ways. It. So
1: it was, um, and also it's a very easy read as well, which is uh, very inviting for um, a person that doesn't read too much. It was translated from Portuguese, so it's very easy to interpret as well. Awesome. And Tara,
0: what would you say is the most important lesson that you would want to share with the listeners that you've learned from CUP?
2: Um, it would have to be the power of a cultural team And how much that impacts, you know, the overall success um, on a a business and achieving the goals. Just team team culture. culture. (laughs) Absolutely. Culture
1: is
0: king. Yeah, from what you've said that everything kind of ties back to that. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Well – Congratulations, you finished your first time. <laughs> we made it first through first a live dance. team. Made it. Were you guys
1: nervous <laughs> at all? A little bit. <laughs> Tara?
2: I think I was shaking in the yeah, car. Yeah, you were right? shaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We won't talk about the, the crying that had uh, to calm down before. But hey. <laughs> awesome. Oh all right, gosh.
0: well, to the listeners, if you want to connect with our two legends, Tara Sassine and Patrick Hogan, Uh, go to cub.club forward slash podcast. You'll find their LinkedIn's, you'll find their book recommendations and more quotes and perhaps more lessons that they've learned or or taken in from Cub. Um, Guys, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Now get back to work. (laughs) Get back to the clubhouse. Uh, To the listeners, I hope you enjoyed the show.